Did you ever get recorded when you were having an argument with someone? Maybe the argument got it heated, got frustrated, and like there started to be words that have been said. There started to be tones and actions and thoughts and ideas that started to get out and out of getting really aggressive, and you notice someone's actually recording you. Did you ever wonder why a lot of times narcissists try to capture your, re your reactions after they've triggered you? Oftentimes conveniently leaving out the events that actually led up to it. Did you ever wonder about that? Did you see that? Did you have it happen to you? I want you first and foremost that if you had this happen to you to leave a comment down below so other people know they're not alone. Otherwise, it feels like you're left on an island of like, I'm the crazy one because I responded this way and he recorded me and here's the evidence. Can't you see? And you start to believe what well, might not be true. It might be a false reality of what's actually happening. But the end of the question is, did the narcissist record you when you were mad? Why? What's actually going on with this? If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness about narcissistic abuse. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations and your guide in the seven-day challenge. You can access at escapetoxicity.com today. Start learning about narcissism, narcissistic abuse, reactive abuse. So your like what happens in it, the guilt that you actually feel by being in a narcissistic relationship, all those different things we start to break down inside that short seven-day challenge. So check that out at escapetoxicity.com. So one of the aspects is narcissists record you first and foremost, like they do with almost everything else manipulative wise, to control the narrative. Narcissists will use, whether it's recording devices, whether it's different microphones, whether it's just, hey, I'm going to pull out my camera and just video you to be able to try to control what is actually going on, to control the impression that other people might get by seeing you react in a certain way. See, the whole goal is by capturing your emotional reactions, narcissists can later either edit or present the recordings out of context in order to portray you as being the toxic person. Like, no, she's the aggressor. Look what she did. Look how she reacted this way. And what it does is it starts to distort the reality of the situation. It makes other people believe different pieces of it because the whole piece is let me control the narrative. Now, I would always try to control the narrative in any situation I was in. Whether that was the work environment, whether that was home, whether that was in cheating relationships, whatever it was, it always tried to control the, envi in the environment and the narrative that other people were believing or that other people were seeing. Sometimes this would be in recording, where I would sit there in an argument, oftentimes record it in like an audio format, and then send it to someone else. Whether that was at times sending it to my therapist being like, see how mean she is? And then my therapist is like, what are you talking about? Like, this is you. Or sending it to other supplies. To other people that I was in affairs with early on of like, see, this is the relationship that I'm in. See how abusive she is. See how awful she is. See how she's yelling at me. See these different things. And all of a sudden it started to paint a different picture because I could control the narrative. And this is what a narcissist is trying to do. They're trying to control the narrative so that they look good and so that you look bad. So their mask looks great and so other people's looks awful. This whole aspect of like, I have to control what you see, what you feel, what you think to be able to control you. All right, did this happen to you? Like during the argument, he like pushes you, pushes your buttons over and over to get you to do an emotional response, to get you to lash out, to get frustrated. This could be giving you the silent treatment. You just want to like shake him, like talk to me. Or it could be just poking and poking and poking until you finally just snap. Okay, this whole piece is a lot of times to secretly record you. To be able to get just your reactions, admitting like the instigation, the things that started it and use it as evidence of saying, hey, look how abusive she is.
This is why one of the pieces of helping you work through the story you believe is working through your emotions and your feelings so that you don't get triggered in those aspects. Now, what happens when they start to record it, when they start to use this either as evidence or they start to put it back in your face? Then we get into gaslighting. The difference is with gaslighting in this regard, they're using video, they're using audio, they're using something they've recorded to make you feel like maybe I am the toxic one, like maybe it is me. Oftentimes these recordings or as proof of this supposed abused behavior, narcissists use to gaslight you, causing you to doubt your own perceptions, your memories, your thoughts about events. I've used the illustration before about the husband and wife that were arguing in the kitchen. He said something and she was like, I can't believe you said that. He was like, I didn't. She pulled up the camera because it was motion activated there and played it back to him on the iPad of like, see, this is what you just said in the kitchen standing here. He was like, I don't know what you're talking about. That wasn't me. I didn't say that. Confused her so much and gaslit her so much that her reality wasn't real. She had to take the iPad to other people and, and play it for them. Be like, what did you hear? Okay, you heard that. What did you hear? Okay, you heard that. To validate that she wasn't crazy. Because a narcissist will use any type of evidence to gaslight you and to show you, it's not me. I'm, not the, I'm, I'm the victim here. It's you. You're the toxic one. And try to put it back on you. Did you have that? Did you have the narcissist play the blame game and put it back on you? Did he use proof? Quote, unquote. Okay, did he use proof of like, Oh, let me do this to show you that you're really toxic. Did this make you doubt your perception, your reality of it? Did it affect your memories? Like the manipulation piece can be so deeply damaging to your self-esteem, to your well-being, you start to doubt who you actually are. Probably one of the most popular things that people say when they come into a call is they're looking for clarity and they're looking for freedom and they're looking for peace. Because the majority of time, they have been lost in the relationship. They don't know who they are. They don't know the direction they're going. They don't know what they want. They don't even know what they like at that point. Okay? Narcissists might use this recordings to to make you feel like you're irrational. To make you feel like you're overreacting. You're like, well, maybe I did react that way. This is where you get into the piece where narcissists try to record you to get this aspect of reactive abuse. Reactive abuse is not when you are showing up abusive. It looks abusive on the outside because you're actually reacting to abusive behavior that has made you snap, that has made you lose your cool, that has got you so riled up, so frustrated that you act out of character. Did that happen to you? Like, did you get to a place where you reacted in a way you're just like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know where that came from. Like, that's not me. I've never acted this way before. Like, what is happening? You might be dealing with reactive abuse. Reactive abuse, everybody wants to focus on the reaction and not the action that actually came before it. If we look at the action that came before, you can typically see, okay, yeah, that's why she acted crazy because of all that he was doing for such a long period of time before that. All right, did you have this where narcissist recorded you then then made you feel like you were irrational, like you were the crazy one, okay? Then what do we do about it? First thing we need to understand is you have to be mindful of your responses. This is one of the hardest things, but it all goes back to the triggers, the stories you believe. This is how we break people out of trauma lines. This is what we teach. 
Okay, because if you're not mindful about your responses, you will get into situations where you get trapped from even a legal standpoint or emotional standpoint or from an image standpoint to other people and you come across as being abusive, which ends up hurting you, hurting your relationship with your kids, whatever it might be. Okay, I know like countless moms that they reacted in these negative ways because of the abuse that they were put under and it provided this disconnect with the kids. Kids were like, yeah, dad's been telling us mom's crazy. And then they finally split up and they're like, mom's not actually that crazy, but it looks that way, okay? But you need to understand, like you need to be mindful of your responses. If you're with a toxic person like this, you might be, be being recorded. Like you have to practice emotional self-regulation. You have to work on the story you're telling yourself that wants to make you trigger. Well, I just wanna show him that, that he's doing this to me. He doesn't care. I just wanna, I just wanna fix it. He's not trying to fix it. Like you have to be able to kind of take a step back and try to stay calm, composed, and like refusing to actually provide them with ammunition. Anything that you provide them with, <clears throat> like emotionally, they're going to use to turn it back on you. Okay, so part of it is being really mindful about your responses. The other piece is setting boundaries, right? Like this goes for all the narcissism, but it really goes for you. Understanding that boundaries are for you, saying like, hey, I'm unwilling to participate in this type of a conversation with what you're doing. I'm unwilling to communicate like this if this is how you're going to treat me. Okay, this is like informing them of like, hey, like I don't appreciate being recorded. We're not going to have this conversation. Okay, but you have to be careful with this because a lot of times the narcissist will try to do this secretly to be able to convince themselves or convince other people that you're the crazy one. Okay, so you might have to establish really clear boundaries. So like, hey, that's not okay that you did that. Then make sure there's some type of consequence. Like, okay, you're recording me not going to be talking to you. Like we need to work through this in a positive way where you're not trying to just hide the conversation or steer it in a certain way that makes you look better and doesn't actually show the full depth of it. Especially if you do an auto recording, people have no clue what the other person's face is like or what they're actually saying in one sense with their body language. The other piece is like seeking out for support and help. Like this is where we actually come in and we work with helping people on a day-to-day -day basis. So if you're in this position, you're like, hey, I'm seeing this. What I want you to do is I want you to reach out at rawmotivations.com. Go to rawmotivation.com. I want you to click on the one-on-ones to be able to help you move forward in your growth and development because you need other people that, that not only see it and understand it, but then also can help provide the tools. Like we help provide the tools so that you don't get triggered in those moments. So you're able to actually pull back and not get sucked in. And one of the new things that's coming out a little bit later this week is the Clarity Challenge revamp, where we're actually bringing in a whole nother tool to be able to help you rewire the story you believe on a day-to-day -day basis. Like where you have that tool where you can use at any single moment. Because we found if we can get that tool into people's hands, they can actually start processing their triggers in the moment, not have to wait for a therapy session, not have to wait till later for a coaching call, but they can actually work through it in that moment. And if they do that, it reduces the emotional piece in it and lets them actually work through it in a positive way, okay? Then you also have to make sure, especially if you're going through a divorce process, if you're going through custody battle, all those things, like you're gonna have to record your own evidence. Like you're gonna have to keep a record of interactions with a toxic person, documenting like the instances of manipulation, abuse, like documenting the different things that they've said, like screenshots, phone recordings, like whatever it might be and whatever works in your environment and the place where you live. Because like having your own evidence is gonna be crucial in you actually not getting burned by this, especially if you're going through a divorce, especially if you're going into custody battle, okay? Then you need to be moving to a place of like, if you're getting to this place where someone's crossing your boundaries over and over and over, we need to start limiting that contact. Like 
even if you're not at the place of like, I can't go no contact, it's still too much of addiction. No, we just need to reduce it just a little bit. Pull it back a little bit. Turn off notifications on your phone so that you don't see it and you have to go check it. So it's going to take a little bit. You want to be able to start to expand that place of limited contact so that you can actually work on your own growth and development. If this is something you want to do on your own, then jump onto escapetoxicity.com. Seven-day challenge for $7 to help you move forward in your growth and development. If you want to work with me one-on-one, you can go to rawmotivations.com today.